live statewide on the Ref Radio Sports Network. Here's the 3-2. Got him! Look it! And the inning is over! <laughs> Look at the Sandman! He is fired up! It's the T-Row in the Morning Show with the voice of the Sooners, Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. Little blooper towards second, and a reaching, diving catch made by wow. Diego. Wow. Join in and text the show on the Air Comfort Solutions text line at 405-651-3439. Or sound off on the law offices of Rod Polston Tax Resolution Line at 405-329-9000. He blasts one to left, hits deep, track, whoa, go! Swung on and driven to left and deep, and it is gone! It's a walk-off grand slam for Peyton Graham, and you can unhitch the wagon! What a comeback! Now, live from the Brown O'Haver Studios, it's the T-Row in the Morning Show with Toby Rowland and T.J. Perry. I'm going to tell you right now, Texas beats Alabama. Hour 2, T-Row in the morning show on a Thursday, April 28th. Toby and TJ back with you. I'm live at Brown O'Haver today hanging out with John. Tyler McComas is here as well if you have a question for him. We got Jeremiah Hall coming up bottom of the hour. We got OTD coming up. NFL draft is tonight. TJ, are you excited about the draft or no? Probably not any Sooners going in the first round. There's a chance, but probably not. Has that dampened your enthusiasm? Um, yeah, the, the, the excitement level it has, uh, you know, not quite what it would be if you've got a couple of guys looking to go in the first round or even a potential top number one pick uh, at quarterback or something. So not quite that excitement level. I won't see much, if any, of the draft tonight at all. So. You got a game tonight? Um, I've got two games tonight, so double header. So twin bill. I uh, I'll be at the ballpark most of the evening, so I'll see very little of the draft. Lots of potassium, TJ. We don't want those guys cramping up. Nanner, just twi- twin bill. Yeah, yeah. All right. Well, we'll I'll let you know tomorrow morning what happened. Okay. <laughs> you won't see much of it either. You're going to be kind of wrapped up in your own little event too. So I don't know that we'll yeah. be full of information tomorrow or not. You'll get to hear some of it, I guess, on your way home. I'll listen to it on the drive home. The NFL draft is a good listen on the radio. Mm-hmm. Maybe a better listen than a watch. And you know how this goes. What is it, 15 minutes between picks? It starts at 7. Our event ends at like 8.30-ish, 8.15, 8.30. So I'll miss the first, I don't know, yeah, six to eight picks. Maybe even if that, yeah, but, now that you say that. There's definitely no Sooners going in the top ten. If anybody goes, it'll be at the very end of the first round today, tonight. So I'll get to listen to quite a bit of it. Um, but, yeah, I'm not, like, super plugged in, fired up about. Well, first off, not only are there no Sooners, as of now, no Colts selecting in the first round. So that has also uh, taken away some of my enthusiasm for tonight, anyway. I do think... Tomorrow could be fun. You could have, probably will have at least three Sooners go off the board tomorrow night. Uh, Brian Osamoa, Perry on Winfrey, 
Nick Benito, and maybe more. Maybe you could see somebody like an Isaiah Thomas jump up. I don't think so, but maybe in the second and third round tomorrow. And then a plethora, a veritable plethora on Saturday. But it gets underway tonight, NFL draft tonight. Chris Plank's all over it. We'll talk to him more about it coming up. TJ, did you see this um, story that dropped yesterday about the NCAA Transformation Committee? I heard somebody talking about it. I didn't read the article, but I did hear him talking about it yesterday. So the Transformational Committee is, it sounds to me like, trying to catch up. Right. Trying to <laughs> trying to figure out what's past them and catch up to it, yeah. Well, yeah, partly. Partly. Get out in front of what's going on in college sports. It is, quite frankly, pretty frightening right now. If you love collegiate sports, this thing has quickly become the Wild West. NIL is, you know, great in concept, but it's a little out of control right now. Nobody's really regulating it. You have up, upcoming conference shuffling going on. Um, you have the transfer portal, which has become zany. There's a lot of things going on. So the, the transformation committee is trying to kind of redesign what has been uh, just the longtime staples of the NCAA. Uh, and, and here are a few of the concepts that according to the story yesterday are reportedly going to be recommended one mark emmert stepping down tj Mm -hmm. so i don't know if that's because of the transformation committee or not maybe maybe that was a recommendation but that's a good thing and i'm not as critical as of him as some others are i certainly think he has made missteps i think it is a really really hard job you have you know, hundreds of bosses. You're you're working at the behest of all of these universities who all have their own selfish interests, and you're trying to also try uh, uh, be the uh, police for all these universities that are trying to cheat. It's a tough job, but he's been the face of it for a long time. There's a lot of negativity surrounding him, so I do think a fresh face in charge of the NCAA and collegiate sports is a good idea. So that's one. But here are some of the things the Transformation Committee is going to recommend. One is, and this is huge if you're a baseball fan, TJ, eliminating scholarship caps on sports that only offer partial scholarships. So, for example, I assume everyone knows this, baseball and softball, but baseball, I know the number. I think it's 11.7 for softball, too. Baseball gets 11.7 scholarships. Every NCAA baseball program gets 11.7 scholarships to be divvied up over your team. Mm-hmm. Football, everybody's on scholarship. Basketball, everybody's on scholarship. But with the other sports, that's not the case. You get a certain number of scholarships to divvy up. Track and field has, I believe, 105 athletes this year. They get 11.7 scholarships. So everybody's basically getting a book paid for. 
Um, it's massive. This for would kids eliminate in those sports that. That should have had more for many years. Um, I think that's big time. It's great if they're able great to. Come, for if those the university kids. is able to do it, you know. That's the point. Yeah, that's yeah, the yeah, point. Yeah. So great for those kids. This is going to, you know, the SEC baseball programs of the world are going to step in and say, yeah, well, we got thirty scholarships. We'll just go get everybody we want. But it's going to separate the haves from the have-nots even more because not every school can afford to do that. Uh, there are many, many, many schools out there who are happy that there are restrictions because they can't afford mm-hmm. to have any more Absolutely. scholarships. Yeah. But this will be great for kids uh, who are able to find more scholarship money that are in the non-football basketball sports. Uh, number two. Abolish limitations on number of coaches per team. This is fascinating, huh? So right now there are a set number of coaches you can have on every sport, in every sport. I believe in football it is 11. Does that sound right, Tyler? 11 paid on-field coaches, I believe. Uh, Basketball, you get a head coach and three assistants. Uh, Baseball, you get a head coach and two assistants, I believe. Uh, so this would say no limitations. Alabama, if you want to have 25 assistant coaches in football, you can. You could hire as many coaches as you'd like. Is this a good thing or a bad thing, TJ? John Whitson says thumbs down. To it. uh, it's uh, it's the thumbs down because uh, it goes back to just what you said. The, the, the powerful get more powerful. I mean, there's only going to be a handful of schools that could pay more than what well, you're an paying. elitist. What do you care about that? Um. I'm an elitist, but I'm talking this is only going to affect a handful of schools that are going to be able to do anything beyond what they're already doing. Right. So right. Uh, even some of the uh, big boys are going to be affected by that, I think. They kind of are now anyway. This will help out. Like baseball for a long time has been pushing for a third paid assistant coach. Those kind of sports, this will help. Sure, Football figured out a way Those to get around sports, it. No, no doubt about it, yes. Way more than 11 people are working for OU right now. You know, whether you're uh, an analyst or you're in the world of recruiting or whatever, you just shift some titles around. But as far as on-campus or on-field coaching and all that kind of stuff, that could change. All right, number three, expanding direct payments from schools to athletes. Now, I don't know exactly what that means, but obviously trying to get more money to athletes number four and five are kind of the same reconfiguring the recruiting calendar and implementing closed periods for the transfer portal i think this is a great idea i think you've got to you've got to the transfer portal okay fine it's it's a part of reality now but we at least got to try to um control it to some extent as to let's give athletes a period of time when they can get in the portal it can't be a 365 day a year thing you know you can't just add a whim in the middle of a season say i'm jumping in the portal or with a week to go before kickoff say i'm whatever uh this would limit uh, and i saw the um time frame of three months perhaps thrown out there yesterday you've got a three-month window every year let's say it's june to august when you can move within the portal 
I think I like that idea. Then once you're with the team, you're with the team until the next transfer portal opens again. It helps. It helps. I I know it's reality. What you just all what you just said is all true. It's reality. It's a, it's a part of it now. I, I it's the one thing I wish they could get rid of. And, and but this does help control it. If you can do a shortened window like that, and maybe kids, you know, maybe kids sit there longer and. and develop a relationship with a coach or with their team or whatever it may be and say, you know what, if this would have been available three months ago, I would have jumped ship. But now, you know, I've, I've found a home here and, and maybe it, it, it stops some of that. So I, I would get rid of it totally, but I know that's just old man, you know, yelling at clouds. So I'm not going to get my way. Yeah. <sighs> my hope is, because I don't hate it altogether. It, I do think it adds an extra layer of entertainment and stuff for us to talk about on sports radio shows and stuff. The free agency in college sports. Who could we get in the portal? Who's out there that we can get, you know? That 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 is kind of fun and and certainly more freedom for the athletes and all that kind of stuff. My hope is that everybody's excited about it. It's the first couple of years of this portal thing now. But we're seeing more and more evidence that there's a whole bunch of athletes who are going into these portals and finding no home. Mm-hmm. And maybe that story becomes more and more cautionary for athletes out there who will see it used a little less in the future going forward. Like, you know what? It's not always greener pastures when you go into the transfer portal. Uh, So maybe it calms down. I I could be pie in the sky thinking there, but maybe it calms down in future years, especially if you put a limitation on when you can use it. Uh, But we shall see. Now, none of this is approved. It is all just reportedly going to be recommended by this transformation committee. And a lot of it will come down to conferences, even if it is approved, conferences being able to set their own rules. So let's say scholarship caps. Maybe the SEC comes out and says, all right, it's 11.7 in baseball right now. For us, it's going to be 20. Or maybe none. Maybe it's just how many ever you can afford. Or maybe the Pac-12 says... You know, 15 for us. The conferences will end up doing a lot of the determining of what the finalized uh, rules will be here. But this is all just being reportedly going to be recommended at this point. But it could have a huge, huge ramifications on the future of college sports. We'll take a break. 717 in the AM. We're at Brown O'Haver today. Back after this. The T-Row in the Morning Show is powered by Extreme Outdoor Equipment. Four-wheelers, side-by-sides, UTVs, travel trailers, or motorhome rentals. With two locations, I-35 at Goldsby Exit 104B and I-44 at the Newcastle Tuttle Exit 108. If you're thinking of selling your home, listen up, Saxon Realty Group, home of the $899 listing fee. They'll put the money back in your pocket, $899, no hidden fees, same service you'd get from any other realtor out there, but Terry and Jackie Saxon do it for a lot less Give them a call, 405-361-3380 or saxonrotigroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. There's the bullying again. That came at the top of the hour. You said something at uh, hmm. either when we went to break or coming out of the break at 7 a.m. I got to really watch it, don't I? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. 
I'm sorry. I apologize to you and the listener. It's been a rough couple of weeks for me. I'm I'm getting by though. I'm I'm handling it all right. I'm going to tell you right now. Texas beats Alabama. Is that bullying or is that just? Am I just reporting a no, highlight I mean, that's, from the that's show? Just, that's just uh, you know. That's just something I said. That's right? just you know I said that on the air. Yeah. It's TJ's fault. Is that bullying? That's not that's even bullying. me saying that. That's bullying. That's I don't not know, even, I'm not even the I don't one know who that. that guy is, but that's bullying. I don't even know this guy. How would he know it's my fault? Well, I mean, I think pretty much universally no, it's true. been it's, it's pretty re- much agreed upon. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, quote, football, everyone is on scholarship, end quote. What about those walk-ons? There's still some limit, right? I ask because I don't really know. Yeah, that's right. It is 85 yeah, there is a scholarship limit, but okay, I was metaphorically speaking. Almost everyone is on scholarship in football. How about that? There are walk-ons. That's true. <laughs> this one says, eliminate the low limit on coaches. What will Chris Beard do? Holy cow. Can you imagine? Well, that's when you said that there was a three-assistant coach limit on basketball, I thought, well, where are all these suits coming from? I mean, my goodness. There's... Uh, Are they all GAs and yeah. unpaid assistants and analysts? And- yes. Uh, Chris Beard has adopted the Nick Saban strategy. This is not – I'm not being funny. This is truth. And Texas Tech has followed suit with their new head coach, Ron Adams. So Texas and Texas Tech both now have the Nick Saban philosophy of, all right, we can only have this many real assistants, but we can have 40 other people on staff that have various roles. And they all wear a seat and they all go to the game. And if you ever watch their huddle, their timeout huddles are hilarious because oh, yeah. the players completely disappear. You cannot find a Texas basketball player in a timeout huddle. They're just surrounded by 40 people. So um, this is not necessarily related to college sports, but do you remember when Larry Bird was the coach of your Pacers? Sure. Uh, his model was to have an offensive coach and a defensive coach and himself. Yeah. He had two assistant coaches. Yeah. And the entire league was so mad at him. Mm-hmm. Because he was threatening the whole order of things and the ability of if, if other owners saw that they could get away with only hiring three coaches, right. that that's the way they were going to go. And I thought Bird was obviously – he was pretty successful as a head coach. Almost won the whole thing. Yeah. yeah. And, and so it's just interesting. And I, I think in terms of basketball, what, what do you do with that many coaches? Like you only got 12 or 15 – I mean, you got 15 players that you're working with, 12 that seem – Yeah, 12 to 15. Yeah. Correct. It's, it seems kind of weird to have a three-to-one – two-to-one coaching ratio breaking down film recruiting you know all that kind of stuff it's not necessary no it's not necessary you you recruit four guys a a year and two in the portal every year so i mean what's right it's it's crazy town what else you got teach let's see here you're going to have to allow college athletes to unionize so that the group can negotiate and sign a cba or you'll continue to lose in court you must have someone to agree with the rules you can't just implement the rules well, this is the problem. Thank you for bringing this up, Texture. This is the problem. This is the next step. Mm-hmm. The next step is is unionizing because now what you're going to have are people. There's a push. There was a push for the athletes to, in quotes, be able to make money on their name, image, and likeness, right? Be able to monetize right. themselves. Well, now that that's monetized, now you have larger forces that are then going to monetize that for themselves, right? And that comes in the terms of unions. And what you're going to end up having are scholarship dollars being directed to a national union. So anytime somebody signs a scholarship, 
part of their scholarship dollars, whatever percentage is, is going to go to a national union. And we're literally talking about representing 5% of the players right. in Division One college football, yet every player is going to be paying to be a part of a union. And I know that sounds crazy, and it's like, no, that, that's not going to happen. Well, look at what's happened. It's the most. It's the next logical step is to be unionized, and it just it blows Everything your mind. Everything was so simple. We had a great system in college sports. Listen, come play for us. We'll take care of everything. Now we have done this thing. We're like, all right, we should be paid. Okay, good. All right, we're going to pay you. Unions are coming, whatever. But now you're going to be responsible for everything. You're going to have to pay for all of your schooling. You're going to have to pay for all of your food. You're going to have to pay for all of your insurance. You're going to have to pay all of your taxes. You're going to have to – it's going to be – It's. We're moving toward a so much more complicated world. And there are going to be some athletes who are going to benefit from this, but not a lot no. for the hassle that we are going toward right now. And the you're right. In the end, who's going to profit off this the most is not going to be the athletes. Correct. It's going to be the leeches. Yes. The hangers-on and the outside who are going to be, ah, there's a new system that I can also make some 100%. money off of here. When – if you would just have left it alone. <laughs> it was oh. such a great – if you want to skip it, skip it. If you don't want to be a part of the college system, this is the college system in America. This is how it works. If you want to go right from high school to the pros, or if you want to go from high school to something else and then the pros, you do not have to be a part of the college system. Yes. But if you want to, this is how it works. The people that decried the exploitation of the athlete – Jay Billis. The – Absolutely. The poster child for we're taking advantage of young men, it, 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 it's insane. It, it was insanity then, and it's proven to be insanity now. Yeah. Uh, it, again, we're talking a very microscopic amount of the actual people in the NCAA are being impacted by all of this, mm-hmm. and with, for no need, for no reason. Uh, and because Oklahoma is Oklahoma, we get to witness this firsthand. I mean, we are at the epicenter of it because we – no, we have to compete in this new space. You got, you got to do it. You have you'll to fall behind. Yeah. Well, not only you fall behind, you'll fall into irrelevance. Yeah, that's right. You'll fall into irrelevance, which is you know worse than it, it, anything. And so, it's just incredibly frustrating, and it, it, it was so unnecessary. It was so unnecessary. If you wanted to go stipend, if you there were so many incremental they had steps. A stipend. That's my point. There were so many incremental steps that could have been taken. Yeah. That were just thrown aside because of mistreatment well that's not that's not you what occurred almost any former athlete now in their 30s 40s 50s 60s 70s 80s whatever what was the greatest time of your life i was when i was in college right i mean that's true for most of us but especially we talked about we talked about in the first hour back that's exactly here. right we talked about in the first hour why was there so many former <laughs> oh yeah they loved it jerry schmidt was Killing them in workouts, well, and they still came back and, wh- and loved it. Why, why is a Maggie Nichols, one of the most celebrated gymnasts of all time, still on staff at OU? Yeah. Because it was the greatest time of – maybe not the greatest time of her – but it was a really important part of her life. I do like the fact that you brought up Maggie Nichols. I do like the fact that there are some athletes now who are very prominent, like a gymnast, like a softball player. Sure. Who do not have lucrative professional careers in front of them who can make some money in college. 100%. I love that 100%. concept. But we could have got there without all this mess, I think. Jocelyn, Jocelyn Allo 
1,000% deserves to run whatever commercial she can run. She's 100%. the home run queen and will be yeah. for until our, the next Sooner breaks the record. But she de- she 100% deserves <laughs> Til it. Until T.R.E. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know. But for uh, – no, but – but to have a, I mean, the collect like the collectives that are coming up. What we saw at A and M with their recruiting class, what we're seeing even with Oklahoma, it's just we're paying people to now be philanthropic. Are we right or are we just old man radio right now? Are we no, 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 we're right. Right. Are we late? Heck, are we, we right about love this? Or are we just we just we're just we're old right. and out outdated. Not only are we correct, just there was there was shady stuff happening in college sports, and it has been for years, forever. Let's just take it back to then when we didn't talk about it. That was more pleasant for everybody. <laughs> McDonald's that bags of the, money were a lot the, more fun than this. Let the brown bags of cash. Whatever we paid Bosworth in the 80s yeah. worked for Bosworth. Let's just keep that going. <laughs> Who was it that Barry was hiding in a hotel reportedly back in the day so no other coaches could come Billy? finding? I might have been it Billy. Might, yeah. It was probably Billy, Billy yeah. Sims. Right. Every good story starts with Billy Sims. So, yeah, whatever we played Billy, let's just let's keep that process back. Jeremiah Hall live next the Ref. Network studios are powered by the insurance adjusters at Brown O'Haver. Fire, wind, theft, tornado. We can help. Call 405-735-5510. All right, welcome back. NFL draft starts tonight. One guy hoping to hear his name called over the next three days joins us live now. Jeremiah Hall, the bullfrog himself. How you doing, Jeremiah? Hey, what's up, Toby? I'm doing pretty good, man. It's nice to be on your show for the first time. I appreciate you joining us. By the way, how did you feel about the Bullfrog nickname? Did you love it, hate it? Man, you know, growing up, all the old heads used to call me the Bullfrog. So, like, my (laughs) old uncles, my old grandparents. So, it kind of became like, oh, that's what old people say. But then (laughs) all the the fans started calling me the Bullfrog, and uh, I just accepted the name and embraced it. So, it's been pretty cool to have a nickname. TJ, it's a, we are officially old heads now. That's, that's a new... We, just, we were just asking that question last segment. Now we know. Yeah, we are old heads. That's true. Uh, I, I saw Jeremiah the other day uh, uh, over at Rudy's. He was getting set for his big thing. How have you loved the podcast, man? I mean, that thing exploded on you. Braden Willis and Jeremiah do the podcast on the prairie. It has become a must-listen for Sooner fans out there. Have you enjoyed it? Yeah, man, it's it's been an incredible journey because I didn't expect it to to go this far. You know, at first I started I started it because it was just something that I love to do, and the next thing you know, I'm in two well known OU and Norman OKC newspapers after we interviewed Caleb Williams, Braden. You know, at first Braden didn't even know if he wanted to do it, so we were just stringing along some some content for the fans, and now it's something that it's a must-listen to. So I appreciate the fans for all the support, and uh, it's been a heck of a journey so far. I'm looking forward to what's next. Did you ever get any pushback from coaches or anything about anything you talked about on there? Because you were kind of given some behind-the-scenes info of a program that was pretty closed to, you know, outsiders. So did you ever get any pushback? There was never any pushback. Lincoln Lincoln and I had a good relationship, and so he trusted me. Um, however, it was the first time that a player could, you know, do something like this. So the the media department was a little bit like, how do we handle this? And I just wanted to be respectful of their role and, 
and what I was trying to do as well. So I might have stepped some stepped on some toes just a little bit, but you know, hey, um, that's that's what you do when you're a trailblazer. You know that that's the type of that's right. type of stuff you got to go through. But you're basically Lewis and Clark. That's that's exactly what yeah. you are. You're a trailblazer. <laughs> yeah. 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 Are you interested? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt. Are are you interested in that after your playing career? Are you interested in sports media? Yeah, man. If the offer comes, I I do it. You know, every time we watch the NBA Finals or see Shaq and the rest of the crew on TV or even listen to commentators on football, and I'm sitting next to my mom, she's like, "Baby, you could do better than them. I know you could." And I'm just sitting there like, "Hey." As a matter of fact, maybe one day. So we'll see. That's awesome. Will you keep it going this year, even though you're not in the locker room anymore? Yeah, yeah, we're definitely going to keep it going this year. I have some, uh, I have some plans on the future of the podcast on the Prairie and, and what it may look like. It may be a little bit different. So, uh, but I think sooner, sooner Nation will be accepting of it, and um, it'll definitely keep going. Not going to reveal That's the secrets good. yet, though. Oh, that's good. That's good. Um, all right, tell me what the last few months have been like for you from when the season ended till here we go. I mean, it's NFL Draft weekend. You hope your name's going to be called. If not, the phone's going to be ringing for free agency invites, things like that. What have these last few months been like? Man, it's been incredible. You know, it's amazing what your body feels like when you don't have to go through a whole whole. Uh, spring session of practice and everything you can just be normal for a little bit but honestly in terms of the football side of things uh a little bit stressful because you know when you're going when you're going through the high school recruiting process you know for college you get to choose where you go now i have no control over who picks me up you know i don't know um where i'll go you know i've learned that you could be one of the best players in the draft and a team just may not need you so that part in itself it makes me it makes me a little bit anxious, but I know what I can do. I know what I bring to the table, and I know that my future is bright regardless because I I I have that much confidence in myself, and um, the people around me support me. So um, I'm looking forward to whatever's next, and um, looking forward to, to to the draft this weekend, man. I can't wait. Do you have a good feel? for what teams, one, use a fullback a lot, and two, might be on the lookout for one. Oh, yeah. Yeah, man, I got me and my agent got these teams narrowed down to a T. Um, we know which teams are looking at me. We know which teams need a fullback. And uh, we definitely have a short list. So I'll be, I'll be watching these teams. Who's on that list? Um, I will, as a matter of fact, I'll just go ahead and tell you. So um, Giants, Packers. Uh, Panthers, Browns, Chargers, and uh, those are the main ones right there. Maybe uh, you'll end up in Carolina, and then they'll trade and get Baker Mayfield. Hey, you cool. know, <laughs> I'm cool as long as I got a contract. <laughs> yeah, that's ab- absolutely. Um, anything about the process the last few months that surprised you? Um, not really. Uh, I, I I will say the questions that they ask at the combine and at the senior bowl are are crazy, man. They it's 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 insane, you know, how much they, Such as? Yeah, you know, they, they ask you about, you know, just 
other people. They ask you about, you know, stuff that 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 might be in concealed records or stuff about your family that you may not have even known about. You know, they ask. Uh, I remember one question I got was uh, who. One question that was popular was who would you bring with you um, from your team, and so I'd answer that. And then another question I would get was who would you leave behind. And so me as a captain, I'm like, you know, I'm not leaving anybody behind. I'm going down with the ship, you know. So, but um, yeah, the the questions at the combine and senior ball are, are wild, man. <laughs> That's crazy. What's your impression of Brent Venables early on? I know you got a chance before you left to meet him. You've been able to watch like the rest of us as a member of the sports media around here the last few months. What's your impression of the direction the football program is headed right now? Yeah, man, I've I've had multiple conversations with Venables, man. I've gotten to work out with him a couple of times. I've been up to his office, and he is definitely the right guy. You know, I've said it multiple times since he got into the building. You know, he, he brings energy. He's, he's a faith-based man, and you can just feel the vibe in the locker room, and I'll talk to the players, and they'll say, man, it's, it's, it's different. You know, between Schmitty, between Venables, and the entire program itself, you know, sole mission, um, the biggest change I've seen so far is the character amongst the players, you know, how they approach football and how they approach the locker room and people in general. So I'm looking forward to the football aspect, but I'm almost, I'm not almost, I'm looking forward to who they become as men as well, just as much. You know, I, and I'm certainly not asking you to say anything about Lincoln and the the former coaches that were here, because maybe the, the answer is it was better then. I'm not trying to put any words in your mouth. But one thing right. that we've heard a lot about is uh, increased accountability now when it comes to workouts, when it comes to practice, whatever that may be. And I know you're not in there with them right now, but you know all these guys. Is that yeah. accurate as far as you can tell? Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely accurate. You know, I we, we did a little bit of the accountability thing with, with Lincoln, uh, specifically in the off season, but it, it never really lasted throughout the entire semester. You know, some of the similar things that Venables has, has implemented and, um, they're still doing accountability, even if, even if the spring game was on. So it's, it's consistent. It's, a firm foundation, and Venables has a lot more people helping him, so it's a little bit easier compared to yeah. Lincoln with the lesser staff. So I wouldn't say one is necessarily better than the other, but uh, there is a noticeable difference. Number one favorite play on the Jeremiah Hall highlight reel of his OU career, what would it be? <laughs> yes, sir. I'd definitely say the uh, the trick play. Versus Texas, you know that, and this I year? like the one from Oklahoma. yeah, this year, this year, yeah, the one that uh, I got hawked down on. I told Lincoln, yeah, they I, caught I, you I, from I, behind, man. Man, I, number one, I had to wait on the ball, right? You know, Spencer was about <laughs> to get clocked. I understand. And number two, I told Lincoln, I'm like, bro, like you know, I'm not that quick. And I told Brady, I'm like, I swear, I hope we run this from at least a forty, forty-five, and in because. I'm I'm not super fast. And so of course we run it on the other side of the field, the twenty, twenty five yard line and I don't get to make it all the way down the field. But man, to make a big play when you're playing Texas is unbelievable and uh, it's definitely a moment I will never forget. Wow, it's a non I I'm a little surprised. That was a great play. 
I'm a little surprised a non-touchdown is your number one play. Yeah, yeah. I wanted, I really wanted to say the Oklahoma State godfather trick play we ran in 2020. Yeah. I think it was like third touchdown of the game. I've been teeter-tottering between those two in Texas. So it, it, it changes any given day. If you would have asked me last week, I probably would have said Oklahoma State. The answer is you like to be involved with trick plays. You like to be yeah. in at the end of a trick play. Yeah. Well, all right, yes, what's sir. your prediction? Come uh, come Monday morning, where is Jeremiah Hall headed? If I had to choose today, I'd probably I'd probably say I'd probably say the Giants. I'd probably right. say the Giants. Yeah. New York City, the big the bullfrog in the big apple. I yes, like sir. it. <laughs> Jeremiah, we're all rooting for you, man. Good luck over the next few days. I know it's going to be nerve-wracking, but we love you. Uh, we're so proud of your career. We love the podcast and everything you're doing right now, so just keep up the good work, and good luck this weekend. Yes, sir. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me on, Toby. You have a good day. You too, buddy. See ya. How about that, Teach? Jeremiah Hall, New York Giants, is his official prediction of where he's going to uh, – End up. What's wrong, Teach? It's the New York Giants. Oh, okay. you know, that would be sad for me. But you know, I wish him the best. I wish him the best. Well, I mean, he's not officially there yet, right? I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. That could be cool if he ended up with Baker. I like that idea, Carolina. We'll take a break. Back after this. Wake up with Toby Rowland, the T-Row in the morning show. Weekdays from 6 to 8 a.m. It's what a sports show sounds like when people remember to have fun. Oh, my God! Toby! Toby's getting held back by security! T-Row and TJ on the home of Sooner fans. We're back on the ref. Toby and TJ with you. T-Row in the morning show this hour brought to you by Saxon Realty Group. Check them out for the eight ninety nine listing fee. Terry and Jackie Saxon, 405-361-3380 or saxonrealtygroup.com. Air Comfort Solutions text line. Why was the Air Comfort Solutions guy there for the statue ceremony and Bradford wasn't? Just kidding. We love all our former, we all love that former Tuttle Tiger. Sam was there Friday, Friday night. night. My understanding was he had family obligations on Saturday. Hmm. And just Selfish. be thankful you had him Friday night. It's kind of does a big family deal. Obligations, does that mean tea time? Is that a euphemism for a tea time? Are you talking right now? Really? You're, you're bringing yeah. this up right Yeah, perhaps he had to go I pick his kid it. up in Kansas City or something. I actually had family obligations. Right. But when Sam Bradford says it, he it makes time. me think... <laughs> Oklahoma City Golf and Country Club is as what it makes As far as I know, think. he had family obligations. I don't. I don't know. Hmm. No. Really? Anything else, TJ? Uh, how many of the current transfer portal players from the OU basketball team originally transferred to OU? I think there should be a limit on how many times you can transfer during your four-year stay in college. That's from Jim in Arlington. Maywin. So Harkless transferred here, mm-hmm. Mo transferred here, Maywin, and who am I not thinking about that's in the portal? Oh, uh, Asanza. So all of them. Right now there's no limit. I don't hate the limit idea, though. Uh, let's talk Brown O'Haver. 
Yeah. Give me uh, another example so people can understand exactly. Like I, I, I say this to you a lot. People have insurance agents. So, like, what is it Brown O'Haver is bringing that my insurance agent isn't? And you're very good at explaining that. Yeah. So, again, we work for the insured, not the insurance company. Yeah. So if somebody has a loss and it's insurable, they can hire us. We work for them to get them paid more money more quickly. Uh, for example, we had a client who had a fire that started in her mobile home. The original inspection by the insurance company said $11,000. Okay. They hired us. After uh, our client contacted us, we inspected the home, discovered there was much more substantial damage to ductwork, electrical, plumbing, uh, prepared an estimate over $50,000. They received an additional $34,000 on their structure and an additional $18,000 on their contents. Wow. So they started with eleven, Right. And they got $52,000. $52,000. That's amazing. On a mobile home claim. Because they called you. Because they called Brown O'Haver at 405-735-5510. If you've been paid and you haven't reached your policy limits, give us a call. The worst that happens is we say you've been paid fairly. Yeah. The best Does thing it that cost happens, anything to call you and get a consultation? Abs- it doesn't cost anything to sign up with us. Yeah. This person only paid a fee on what we increased the claim by. So she started with $11,000. She ended with 52000 additional dollars. Call us at 405-735-5510. If you know somebody that's had a loss, you know somebody that was in, uh, affected by the storms down in Medill and Kingston uh, earlier, you know, last month, this month, at the beginning of the month, give us a call, 405-735-5510. Let us just uh, take a look at it, try to help you out. Hopefully this never happens to you folks, whether it's fire or flood or tornado or whatever. But unfortunately it does, and we all know someone who is affected. So just remember this next time. Brown O'Haver is the place to call. Are you willing and available to help TJ if he needs your help on OTD today? I've been looking forward to it all month. All right, that's coming up next, back after this.